Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Voice of My Beloved podcast. We're going to dig into Psalm 126 today, a very fitting psalm, considering that it's Independence Day in Israel. I'm joined here today with my good friend Samuel Werp. Welcome, Samuel. Thank you. Hey, guys. How's it going? So, uh, yeah, we're going to dig into this psalm and uh, look at uh, look at it from a few different angles. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great one. Great one. Uh, we just got pictures today from the family over in Israel and uh, lots of fireworks, lots of uh, celebration going on over there. They, sure. uh, they really know how to make a big, big deal of something. Yeah, Israelis know how to party. <laughs> yeah, dancing in the streets and everything. So uh, reminiscent of 1948, right? If you ever see uh, video clips of 1948, they're out there in the streets dancing. And uh, I mean, a pretty brave move, you know, declaring the state, considering that there's uh, several nations around that want to see them all dead, but they're out there dancing in the streets. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's fitting. Uh, I don't know how many people know this, but in Israel, actually, there's uh, Yom Hatzmaut, right? That's Independence Day, but that's uh, comes right after the day of Yom Hazikaron, which is Memorial Day. So they right. remember they remember the sacrifice, right? They remember the fallen right um for for uh what the cost of of freedom right. of, of liberty and so um and then we can celebrate so right and that's in 1948 right they declared the nation the next day they went to war right it exactly. was like just back yeah. to back and so yeah yeah very much tied together so uh yeah we uh want to just go ahead and dig into this psalm so psalm 126 we're in this series in the psalms of ascent going upward and uh this is a very fitting psalm considering the whole aliyah theme you know, the just going Aliyah means to go up. And so here the captives are going up to Zion. And so we open up with verse one. When the Lord brought back the captive ones to Zion, captive ones of Zion, we were like those who dream. And in a spiritual way, I believe, you know, when God sets us free from sin, you know, this, this idea of, you know, being captive. Uh, here the literal understanding is that the captive ones, they were in Babylon, you know, turning back to, to Israel, to Zion. But also I believe there's an application for us when we get free from the captivity of sin, then it's like, wow, you're almost, I can remember feeling like when I was born again, just feeling like, wow, I feel like I'm living in a dream. You know, it's like, yeah, they were sure. like those who dreamed. You can see colors. Yeah. Yeah. You see life in a whole different light. And, uh, and it's true. You know, when the, God brought the Jewish people back to Israel, it was like a dream. I mean, they had been waiting for this for centuries. I mean, I remember this story from Napoleon Bonaparte that he walked by the synagogue, I think he was like in the 1500s, right? Yeah. And he, he heard them mourning. I think it was Tisha B'Av on Tisha B'Av. Yeah, Tisha B'Av, yeah. Ninth of Av there, which is a yearly time they mourn the destruction of the temple. And he's walking by, he hears them wailing, crying, and he's like, any people that are still mourning over something that happened that long ago, which would have been, what, 1400, 1500 years ago, he said, they're, they're one day going to get what they're wanting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, the, after 1900 years of being away from their land, of being exiles, they come back. They're like those who dream. They're just, it's a, a, wow, who would ever thought? Yeah, I think uh, I was just connecting because you're talking about, you know, connecting this to sin and, and, and redemption. You know, um, we know that Yeshua used the Isaiah 61 and he said uh, he came to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners, mm. right? And so there's that tie-in. Um, just what, what what we're seeing happening in Israel is like a a, a greater scale of what's happened in, in 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 our individual lives. Right, it's great. And just thinking about it too, the comparison to the Babylonian exile to the the second exile, you know, the Babylonian exile only lasted seventy years, and then this this next one, you know, 
I, I think we even see hints of that they're hoping that maybe it'd be a similar length of time with Bar Kokhba, right? You know, because Bar Kokhba would have happened, what, roughly 60, 70 years after the destruction of the temple, right? Because uh, the destruction of the temple would have been 70 AD, and then Bar Kokhba would have been like year 30. Yeah. So, so you're looking at, yeah, right about 60 years. So you could almost see that, like, okay, well, the Babylonian captivity only lasted 70 years. Hopefully, you know, maybe this, uh, this next captivity will only last so long, but didn't turn out that way. And But yet, through it all, God-fearing Jews throughout the centuries have prayed three times a day to go back to the land. They, they never lost hope, which is really a human, I would say, a historical phenomenon. I mean, you see Indians that are kicked off their land within like two or three generations. They're not, you don't Na- see people. Native Americans. <laughs> Native Americans. Get it right. <laughs> right. I, I, I am one. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, after a couple of generations, they just right. lose, they lose even the thought that they had a land or they had a language. For sure. But for some reason, God placed within the Jewish people this really strong desire to be connected to their land. Yeah. That's something they carried on. Yeah, and, and not only that, but uh, this psalm, you know, this psalm is actually so... Um, like at the, at the dinner table, right? There's this reminder that, that God tells the Jewish, or He tells Israel um, in the Torah. He says, "When you have eaten and are satisfied, mm. then you bless the Lord." Um, and very interestingly enough, uh, this psalm is the psalm that they sing, um, like around the Sabbath table or oh, right. around holidays, mm-hmm. um, when they have eaten and are satisfied. And it's this it's this reminder um, that that. God will bring redemption. God has saved his people. Um, you know, now we're living in the era of Israel. And so um, there's this reminder that, um, as it says, and I know we're I'm jumping ahead, but, you know, verse 3, the Lord has done great things for us. It's this constant reminder of remembering God's goodness, remembering God's um, mercy, remembering uh, God's salvation right. that he's brought to, brought to the nation of Israel. So yes. this is a very, um, a, a very I- integral uh, psalm. Uh, with mm-hmm. it within uh, within Judaism, right? It's a psalm that they that they right. say um, often. Could you even say this may be one of the more popular psalms of ascent of the fifteen psalms of ascent? This may be one of the like top uh, yeah. two or three. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably as far as the, the, how much it's actually used within the Jewish culture. I like to uh, just considering the you see certain patterns in the psalms of ascent of a ascending motion, and you see this one uh, that happened in the previous psalm to this one, Psalm one twenty five talks about the scepter of wickedness not resting on the land allotted to the righteous. And so then all of a sudden, okay, we take the next step, Psalm 126, and we see the captives inheriting their land. And so you see, if you're looking for that throughout these psalms, you can see a, uh, an ascending motion. Uh, and just another example of that is uh, Psalm 127 that talks about children are a heritage from the Lord. The next one talks about children's children. You know, there's like this step up, children and then grandchildren even. Yeah. And so if you're looking for it, you can kind of see these these uh, building patterns that happen throughout the the, the the psalm, the 15 psalms of ascent. Sure. So going on to verse 2, uh, then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. And just going back to the whole idea of, of our own hearts when we're freed from captivity, the laughter, you know, singing. It's just a natural response, I believe. It's like you can't hold it back in a way. You're just so glad that you have a redeemer, that you that there is freedom. And it's even in contrast to the weeping and tears because you, you at the end of the chapter, we got weeping and tears too, right? And so you got, it, it's starting out and saying, you know, we were free. We had uh, we had all this laughter and, and singing, but it's, and then the end of the psalm, it goes into a little bit of what probably preceded that la- that laughter and singing is right, the, the right. tears that, that I mean you had nineteen hundred years of a lot of tears, a lot of heartbreak, 
that went into the dreamy state of being, you know, free in their own land. And so I just think that that, um, that contrast in the Psalm, even that we see that, that, uh, that these, the weeping, they were sowing in tears and then that they might, you know, they were going to reap in joy. Right. And, and it's very, um, you know, within Judaism, uh, within the Jewish mindset, it's, it's always remember, 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 right. There's right. this constant, um, a reminder to remember where you came from and what God has brought you through and what he's and what the end goal what the end result is going to be and, and what we should all desire um, but but with that it's like you you don't know what what happiness is without remembering what what it was um, to not be happy right you don't you don't know what uh, freedom is mm-hmm. without remembering what it was like not to be free and so even right. like remembering um, you know like the Passover Seder um, or the, you know, the Passover meal, there's this, um, you, you know, you eat the bitter herbs and what is the bitter herbs are, uh, a reminder of it's a reminder of the slavery in Egypt. Right. And then we say we were slaves in Egypt, right. But now we're free. And so it's always in contrast. Right. Mm-hmm. I even think of the Jewish wedding, right. Where they crash the cup, you know, smash the cup and remembering, okay, even in this great joy, we're still remembering that we're not, you know, at the fullness that we're going to be. There's right. always this contrasting of sorrow and joy that's happening within the within the Israeli culture even. Right. All right. So uh, look at the verse here in Isaiah 51, 11. It says, Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. So there's a promise right there for those that are coming back, and it ties right in with this psalm. You know, the... The people that are coming back, their their hearts are filled with songs, with with shouts of gladness. I think even one translation says shouts of of uh, rena can be, you know, even a shout of joy, a shout, of, yeah. you know, exuberant singing. Yeah, there's this real sure. exuberance to the whole the whole thing. All right, uh, going on. Then they said among the nations, "The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad." And uh, this. That passage that Samuel was just mentioning earlier, when the nations recognize the miracle of Israel and they actually come along and decide, and we've experienced this some, you know, mm-hmm. go along and you, sure. you tell, wow, God has really done great things for you. He's preserved you as a people. He's brought you back to your land. Then all of a sudden, it's almost like this, this psalm says, they go, yeah, he has, hasn't he? <laughs> the Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. And it's almost like the nations play this role of reminding the people of Israel that God is actually working in their story. And it's a it's a real interesting dynamic there that happens. Right. Yeah, and and I think and I, I mean as you said we we both experienced that and and I think it's it's the role of the nations, but it's not just you know the the role of the nations is to is to make the Jewish people realize their their important role in this world and and to tell them hey um, and throughout the prophets you know it says um, you know like the, it's, it talks about uh, the notes dream right mm. Jeremiah and uh, Jeremiah. Um, and and it, I believe it's Jeremiah, Jeremiah. Yeah, Jeremiah thirty-one, I think. Right, and it and it talks about the the Christian standing on Mount Ephraim, and it says, "Arise, let us go up to Zion to the Lord our God." And there's this there's this concept of speaking to the Jewish people and saying, "Hey, um, we're we're behind you, we're for you. We, we look at what God's doing through you and and, and in you and for you, um, and, and and our part is to is to remind you, right? Remind remind God of His promises. Also remind the Jewish people of God's promises to them." 
um, and, it, and it truly awakes um, within the Jewish soul um, a, a recognition of, of wow, God is, God is working in, uh, in my people, and, and, I, and I should be playing a role in that. Right. Um, and if they are, then it encourages them to, to pursue that. And if they're not, then they really have to question and say, why am I not? And then how can I get involved in what God is doing? So when, when, when the nations say, look at what great things God is doing, um, the Jewish people are like, the ones who, who get it are like, yes, I'm, I'm going to keep running with this and I'm going to you know, grab the bull by the horns and go even harder after this. And the ones who aren't, ones who aren't um, recognizing the great things that God is doing are all, all of a sudden having to ask themselves, why do I not recognize this? You know, if, if this right. is somebody from the nations that does see it, why am I, why do I not recognize this? And then what is my job to, to become a part of what God is doing right. um, in the nation of Israel? Right. Yes. Good. I think this, it's also true on the flip side. I think uh, what happens in uh, Israel is meant to be a reminder to the nations too, that God is at work. Cause we see this passage in uh, Ezekiel 36. It says, and uh, they will say this land that was desolate has become like the garden of Eden and the waste and desolate and ruined cities are now fortified and inhabited. Then the nations, here it is. Then the nations that are left all around you shall know that I am the Lord. I have rebuilt the ruined places and replanted that which was desolate. I am the Lord. I have spoken and I will do it. So God himself, he's saying here, you know, I'm going to do a work in Israel that the nations would know that I, that I am the Lord. And so there's this interesting there's this interesting relationship. The nations are coming and telling Israel, God's with you. We can see that. And they go, oh, yes, he is with us. Yes, we're rejoicing in that. And then God himself is doing stuff in Israel, replanting, as it says here in Ezekiel 36, uh, rebuilding the cities. And then the nations go, wow, that, only God could do that. Right, <laughs> you know? right. I mean, and that's, and that's why it's so fitting that we're, we're talking about the Psalm on Independence Day in Israel, right? Um, 74 years and going strong is an is a is a nation that um god raised up out of the ashes of of the shoah the tragedy of the holocaust right um and now 74 years later there's still a testimony that that god um god is faithful to his covenants right. and i think that's whether the nations right it says the nations that are left all around you shall know i'm the lord whether they want to recognize that he's the lord or not um right. i think they still have to they, they still have to deal with the fact that um whether you want to acknowledge God or not, um, it's obvious that something is happening in the nation of Israel that right. is um, unusual uh, mm -hmm. when compared to 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 other the, this other nations uh, right. surrounding nations. Right. Yeah, that's good. Well, I hope you're blessed and uh, encouraged to continue on to uh, support the uh, the work. And Samuel's family actually has a ministry called Blessed by Israel. You can buy right. products from them, uh, Israeli products to support the farmers the work that uh, God's doing there on the mountains of Israel. So I encourage you to check that out, uh, blessedbyisrael.com, right? Yep, that's right. And uh, yeah, check that out. And uh, yeah, be encouraged. God is doing great things in Israel, and uh, the nations are going to remind them of that, and it's going to be an incredible story as it all plays out. Amen. So bless you. Shalom, everyone. This is the voice of my beloved podcast where we believe that hearing the voice of the bridegroom king and following him leads to the most abundant and joy-filled life.